Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And here we go with John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker. We're going to talk some Heisman controversy once again that seems to creep up around Tennessee about every 30 or 40 years. We'll discuss that. Also, I love the Tennessee-Clemson matchup in the Orange Bowl, so a lot to get to. Just hit that like button, hit the thumbs up button so we can open it up to more potential viewers and listeners out there, and we certainly appreciate that. And if you haven't subscribed yet, do so. So, John, let's get right to it. Hendon Hooker, he, he, I, I'll say, I'm not supposed to say where or who I voted for, but I will say he was on my ballot. I will say that I thought it was about a 50-50 if he made a group of three finalists. But when I saw four and he wasn't on it, I was really surprised. Uh, what are your thoughts in general? Well, I wasn't surprised. Um, when I looked at it, um, I could see half a dozen, maybe seven quarterbacks that you could have voted for. Uh, the seventh, Mike, who kind of fell by the wayside. He's way out there in the Northwest. Michael Penix, Washington's quarterback, had a tremendous year, and he's coming back. Uh, but you, you go with Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, uh, Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker, Stetson Bennett, uh, Max Dugan of TCU, all those guys. Uh, I thought I could see where some of them would have – all of them would have some support. Um, I ended up on my ballot and, – and I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't mind divulging how I voted. Uh, I just realized it's – how worth my time. I think it's kind of a ridiculous award anyway. You give an t- individual trophy in a team sport. It, it's just – and it comes down, it's almost as though – when I was thinking about it this year, it's almost like, well, who wins our conference championship game? Caleb Williams, USC loses. He's out. Uh, it, it's just it's just kind of a weird thing. But anyway, I had uh, – I decided uh, – I was having a hard time deciding, and I went with uh, – Bryce Young of Alabama, number one. I put all SEC guys in there. Uh, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee, number two. And Stetson Bennett, Georgia, number three. And to justify my vote, I said they're playing in the toughest conference. They're playing tougher competition Saturday after Saturday. A little bit better defenses for the most part. So I gave them more credit for that. Bryce Young, um, I just thought he was the best player I saw this year. And uh, didn't have some of the numbers that Caleb Williams did, but had an awful supporting cast, surprisingly, at Alabama. And at Hooker, I thought he did so much in the number one offense in the country. And um, Stetson Bennett, every time he gets in one of these big games, his team wins, and he outplays the opposing quarterback. So um, 
that's how that's how I justify by ballot. And certainly you could you could scream regional bias, but uh, that's what I came up with. But I'm, I, there were just so many different guys to look at. So I'm not surprised that uh, I thought Hooker should be a finalist, but I'm not surprised he wasn't. I got you. So the diversity and just the amount of choices is the reason you're not surprised, but you still think he should have been there based off. Yeah, the I, th- I thought he should, but that's why I voted him second. But but I can see why somebody wouldn't have voted him there. Yeah, it's it really is heartbreaking, John. I thought for for the story that Hendon Hooker has been able to play out on on this national stage. But I drew a comparison in a column to um, Peyton Manning in that Peyton Manning was overexposed from the get. He was the favorite in the beginning. Now, that's not the case with Hendon Hooker. But during September and especially October, there was a lot of Tennessee shoved down the national media's throat. And I think that that may have played against him at some point that almost he made it look and it wasn't because he transferred and he had to overcome not even being the starter last year. But uh, John, I think that that played against him in the vote. I think there was some overexposure. It wasn't Tennessee's fault, but there was just a lot of Tennessee talk in October, especially. Well, I think what happens, Dave is Tennessee ascended to number one in that first college football playoff poll. So you're at the top now. Hendon Hooker's at the top. He's a front runner. But when you're put in that position, when you're on that pedestal, it's easy to knock you off. And once you're number one and then you fall, somebody has to take the blame. So I think he lost a lot of his appeal because he didn't finish what he was started almost like, yeah, Tennessee was number one, but they turned out they were overrated. Hence, Hendon Hooker is also overrated. I think he, the quarterback's play is attached to the team's play, rightly or wrongly, fairly or unfairly. And I, I kind of think that's what happened with him. But if he beat Georgia, if Tennessee beat Georgia, he's the front runner. Uh, and beats, but he would have had to beat South Carolina too. You go back, you look at those two games, the other quarterback played better than Hendon Hooker did. I mean, if you remember the George game, Stetson Bennett had a great first half. Georgia just shuts it down. But when the game was decided, it was about the other quarterback. Then in the South Carolina game, it wasn't as though Hooker had bad numbers. His number, he threw three touchdown passes, kind of an average uh, game for him. But Spencer Rattler was spectacular through six touchdown passes. I just think all, there are a lot of things that factored into it. But I think, again, the main factor, there were just so many quarterbacks and you were trying to decide among them. And so you kind of went with maybe some of these people went with wins and losses. And I don't know how many people might have already voted for Caleb Williams before the Pac-12 championship game. And, And I didn't see the game, but I know he, I think he had a couple of interceptions, maybe three, uh, it was popped a hammy and you know popped a hamstring and he was just he wasn't the same player i i didn't count that uh, against him a lot i i tell you what i did count against him a little bit is and 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 maybe this is the the parent uh coming out of me but my son sends me a text where he's got the f-word 
and on his fingernails um, and then other teams throughout the season, which I didn't see till like a couple of weeks in the season. So he's got the F word dispelled out on one hand and he's got Notre Dame on the other. Not not all the words that wouldn't fit, but he's got ND. And I just um, man, I, maybe I'm getting old, John, but that to me may have seemed cool. Um, but I thought it was kind of lame. And especially if you do something sneaky like that once and you get called out on it. And then he did it the very next week with Utah. Fortunately, the U-T-A-H fit perfectly on four fingers. John, I just I don't know if that's supposed to be a part of the Heisman vote. But to me, it factored in. Well, see, that's the thing about the award. There's no set, set criteria. I mean, individual voters can pick one thing. Uh, you know, they, when when you're the number one guy, and Caleb Williams kind of had that thing for going for him going into the year, I think you look at him with scrutiny, and you look at him, well, what's wrong? I remember watching him against Oregon State. I watched the whole game. I think he was 14 at 35. Oregon State has a really good defense. And that factored into my assessment of him. He played really badly in that game. Then coupled with the fact, I, I noticed him in other language, when things aren't going well, his body language isn't good. And I, I put a minus there by a quarterback. One of the things I liked about Bryce Young, his expression never changed if he were getting sacked or throwing a spectacular pass. Hendon Hooker was much the same way. You couldn't read his expression and say, uh-oh, it's a bad day for Tennessee. No, he was pretty much the same all the time. Did everything that was asked of him. Stetson Bennett is a, was the same way. And that's not why I voted all for all those guys. But when you tried to decide and separate one quarterback for another, you, you use everything you have available to make that decision. And, uh, so I don't have a problem with you doing that, using that as a as a reason not to vote for him. Yeah, I, and especially at a quarterback. If if listen, as a quarterback, you're going to get all the pub, and you're going to get an immediate head start on every other candidate on your team and in the nation because you take snaps. But with that becomes uh, with that comes a responsibility, I believe, to be somewhat of a good dude. And I didn't see that, but. Nevertheless, John, uh, uh, Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, and they play Clemson. I love this matchup. Tennessee fans are mad because Alabama perhaps got the nod uh, over Tennessee, and they did in the college football rankings, and that's why they went to the Sugar and all that. And I, I get it, and the Sugar Bowl's got special meaning. But, man, Kansas State in the Sugar versus playing Clemson in the Orange, I think there's a lot more appeal there. A lot more appeal, and I think a better chance for Tennessee to win the game. Mm -hmm. Kansas State is a really good team. I mean, it's a top-10 team, and it showed that against TCU, which hadn't lost, and uh, it had a big lead on TCU that when they met during the regular season. Kansas State has something to prove. I really like, and of course, who knows with opt-outs, but uh, right now on paper, I really like Kansas State against Alabama. Uh, Clemson, it, it's so much incentive for Tennessee. You're playing a team that's one of the elite programs in the country. There's so much motivation for that. This game means so much more to Tennessee than it does to Clemson. I'm not saying Clemson won't be ready to play, not at all. I'm just saying from a 
what can this do for us? Clemson is where Tennessee wants to be. It wasn't terribly long ago when Clemson was where Tennessee was. It went to the, it had a 10 win season in, in Dabo Sweeney's first year from there. And from that point on, it's won 10 games ever since at least 10 games, won two national championships. It's one of the top five programs in the country. So this is a great opportunity for Tennessee. And I kind of like the matchup. I would like it better if Dabo hadn't made a quarterback change. Yeah. You that would have worked out better for Tennessee. Oh, if, if they stayed with uh, DJ. DJU. Yeah. Yeah. I No, I agree too. I, I and, and I want to talk about the, uh, the, the new quarterback and the change. I want to remind you that you can watch that game or any game, NFL or more. They've got Sunday ticket at Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies is in North Knoxville, and it is fantastic. It's very convenient to Halls. It's very convenient to Carnes, uh, Powell. Just go up there to Big Orange Phillies. Know you'll have fantastic food in a family-friendly environment. And also, uh, you can shoot some stick. They've got billiards. They also have uh, darts they've got cornhole they've got a lot going on karaoke again family friendly you'll love big orange phillies on maynard bill pike and yes uh clemson does make a change and it seems like every time clemson makes a, a quarterback change and i would even go back to uh some of the guys like uh trevor lawrence or maybe even further than that it, it does seem like that every time they make a change that Everybody is is asking, why didn't you uh, make a change sooner is essentially what, what you have. So now it's Cade Klubnik, and I think Cade Klubnik has tremendous upside. You have a month to get him ready. This is a tougher matchup, I believe, going into a bowl game with DJU, absolutely. Yeah, I can see where people would ask that question about his quarterback situation because – he had the chance to make the change. If Syracuse games, he puts Klubnik in. DJ is struggling terribly. He puts Klubnik in, saves the day. There's your chance. Just make the change. I think it costs Clemson a place in the playoff. I really do. I think with Klubnik, it beats South Carolina. And uh, DJ didn't have a good day there either. So that was a big decision. I don't, I, And I don't understand his logic behind him. Maybe he didn't think Klubnik – was quite ready, though he came through against Syracuse. Go back to the Trevor Lawrence deal. Apparently, he was so good so soon. Uh, didn't have any problem. Dabo didn't have a problem making taking Kelly Bryant after maybe four games, it seemed like, and, and benching him. But, yeah, he's kind of a – I think when you look at Tennessee and you look at the opponent, the first thing I look at is somebody can throw the ball and score a bunch of points. If you can do that, you can hang with Tennessee. And you might not win the game, but you're going to be right there. You could take a better team that relied more on defense and didn't throw it that well. It was kind of run-oriented. Um, and I would give Tennessee the edge. But this is the – if you can throw the ball, um, you got a good quarterback, you got a real good shot against Tennessee. Yep. Uh, when I continue to break down the, the, the direction of the two programs because – they seem pretty significantly different. It's brought to you by Biles Automotive Group, the ball report with John Adams. Biles Automotive Group on Callahan has a great car selection. You know you're going to pay a fair price. And the other great part about Biles Automotive Group is that they have a service department. 
that is absolutely going to treat you fairly. They're going to fix what needs to be fixed and not throw in a bunch of other stuff. So they want, they need, they appreciate your business at Biles Automotive Group. They are fantastic. These two programs structurally from the foundation up couldn't be much more different. You have uh, Dabo Sweeney saying he, he hates uh, the, the, the concept of NIL. You have Dabo Sweeney, who is, I believe, at times uh, overly loyal to some of his players. We mentioned DJU. But then uh, on the flip side, John, you have Tennessee, which I, I think that there's a chance that uh, Josh Heifel has an NIL tattoo. And uh, I, they, they project that. They love that. That's part of their program. And I think he's willing to make changes, too. Now, I just see these two programs. And and when I look forward in the next two or three years, is Tennessee being the one that's kind of mastered and ahead of the curve, this NIL and transfer portal thing? And I see Clemson as maybe being a step behind. Am I wrong? Well, it's hard to say where this is headed. And any coach who's successful and who is successful long term adjusts to whatever the the changes might be in the game. Any coach that doesn't adjust to NIL is in big trouble. I don't care how successful he has been. Uh, I see NIL as a great inducement for transfers. I think that's even more significant than for bringing in someone out of high school and, and giving that person NIL money. This is, no, you have to embrace NIL and you have to embrace transfers. With Dabo, I would think as good as, good as he's been, that he will make that adjustment. Now he may continue to say, as Nick Saban so often does, uh, this is this is a ruination of college football, but we need to get two million dollars to play this pay this quarterback that's going to transfer here. <laughs> right. I, I mean, uh, we you know through the years we talked about it off air to uh, Nick Saban hated the spread offense, up tempo offense, and then he hires Lane Kiffin, uh, goes into it full bore, and had a couple of more national championships. So he, whatever he says, you just forget about it. And you know that he's going to, he's going to get that a very aggressive NIL going. I mean, you have to do that. And John, you're right. This is why I think Tennessee is going to be so good in the years to come. I think it's just getting started here. It's a great year, a great turnaround from where it was to the, in the depths of, uh, the uh, debacle with Jeremy Pruitt, three and seven in 2020, NCA probation possibility, all that stuff, to now where it's really in with the NIL. Tennessee has an aggressive, uh, well heeled collective. It's going to be a player. And I think this is just the start of, of where Tennessee is headed. Interesting. John Adams, I certainly appreciate it, especially with you being on the road. Uh, the Vol Report is brought to you by Biles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. Again, Biles Automotive Group right there on Callahan is your hub for car purchasing. And if you're looking to trade up or trade down for that matter, that's the place to go is Biles Automotive Group. Also a fantastic service department and Big Orange Phillies. If you haven't had their food yet, you're missing out. It's awesome. Big Orange Phillies right there on Maynardville Pike. For John Adams, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.